You're listening to the Sales Leadership Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association, sharing strategies and tools to help you develop leads and achieve sales targets. And now your host, Tim Baker. There has been a fundamental shift of power from the people who make and sell products to those who purchase and use them. Customers have become more informed, demanding, and price conscious. This shift motivates the manufacturers and distributors to do business the customer's way. In the customer-driven economy, knowing who your customer is and how they define value isn't an option, it's a requisite for survival. Our guest on this episode is Matt Koenig. Matt is the CEO of BDA Spanish and Koenig Co. He's an author, father, and public speaker. And when he isn't traveling the country helping the best get better, he spends his time relaxing at home in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Matt is also the co-founder of the Rockstar Auto Conference with Chris Spear. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com and remember to subscribe to the cpsa podcast through itunes google play and more matt welcome to the leadership series brought to you by the cpsa really happy to have you here thank you so much i'm excited to be here let's just jump right into the questions i'd like to ask you matt share with us a snapshot of your career path and why you wanted to pursue a career in sales you know it's funny i've, I've had over two decades now in the automotive industry. And I started on the retail side and spent a dozen years there uh, working through sales, finance management, uh, new and used car management, and and ultimately uh, finalizing the retail side of my career as, uh, as a director of training for a really good-sized automotive group in the Midwest. And um, when I, I made the shift from the retail side, um, I, I left and started my own training company and then I went to work for one of the larger larger vendors down here, helping them grow their company. Uh, I had the privilege of launching Edmonds Direct-to-Dealer program for them. Um, and then ultimately, I just said, you know, I, I really want to be able to serve dealers in a different way. And I uh, started launching companies of my own. But But it's funny because I loved your question, what made me decide to get into sales? And the funny thing was that uh, at 18 years old, when I got into sales, I, I actually didn't decide to. Um, my dad had a friend that worked in a dealership and uh, I needed a job and I thought I was going to end up going in there for, you know, an interview to clean cars or something like that. And lo and behold, they interviewed me as a salesperson. And I, I was an 18 year old hmm. kid with no dress clothes uh, who had to run out and buy some because I had an interview on Monday. And and so that's how I got started in sales. Uh, and I without training, failed miserably the first two times. And thankfully, at the third dealership I was at about six months later, um, I really got some good training. And when I learned what was possible in sales, I learned you could make such a great living. You could serve people and re really bring joy to people. But back then, you know, I was like, wow, you can just make a, a good living without having to break your back or, or, you know, turn a wrench or anything like that. And I thought, wow, I don't, I don't know why everybody doesn't go into sales. Hmm. So, 
what's kept me there is um is is really being able to make a, an impact with people and uh, and now I get to serve salespeople and leaders and and really help form and shape their careers and that's pretty exciting to me. So in in your experience what are some of the challenges that someone might face when they're in the early stages of a, a career in sales? Wow, you know what? <laughs> the biggest I think is lack of training, uh lack of no, you know what? It's a lack of good leadership. And there are some really great leaders in the sales industry, but one of the biggest challenges I think that salespeople are facing is they go in, they uh, they interview for for the position that's described in uh, in some ad, and then they get there and the leadership is just lacking, which means, of course, then a lack of good training, uh, lack of education. So for some reason, um, when people are, are going into a sales career, a lot of the people that currently run those ships think, well, you've either got it or you don't, you're born with it or you're not. And I think that's a, a, a really big mistake. I, I think if somebody's going to get into sales and they want to be successful, they've really got to prepare to educate themselves in a lot of different ways uh, if they want to be able to be successful and stay ahead of the game. So in your opinion, what um, what are the characteristics or attributes of a, of a, of a successful leader in sales, like the, the person themselves? The successful leader, I, I think the most important characteristic is they have to be a great servant. You know, uh, people want to get into leadership a lot of times because they want to be the boss finally. They think it's the the next rung on the ladder, if you will. Mm. And uh, that's a mistake. That's not, that's not what leadership is. You know, you look throughout history, the best leaders we've ever seen are also the best servants, right? They exist to help other people get elevated. And when they do that, then by default, they make a good living or they get, you know, they get known, they get elevated themselves. But, you know, rarely do you ever see a, a leader that people brag about that is self-serving. So I think uh, that, you know, that the best leaders are really, truly the best servants. That's fantastic. Thank you for that. That's some great. I like that. So you better than that. most people know that we live now in a, a very heavily customer driven economy. And your career has been focused uh, primarily in the automotive industry, which is customer facing. So what's the most, what's most important to you in customer direct sales? As far as dealing with the the customer, what's most important to me? Mm -hmm. um, I would say serving their needs. You know, a lot of times uh, we, we think that if you are in sales, that means your goal, uh, your role is to convince them to buy what you're selling. And, uh, and, and in my opinion, that's not the case. Uh, people, you know, they get online, they do research, they have a good idea, if you will, of what they want. Uh, so our job is to do the very best we can to help them get what they want, to help, help the consumer accomplish their goals. Uh, you know, when somebody comes into, let's say if it was automotive, for example, when someone comes into a dealership, they're not coming there because they're like, you know, I've always wanted to make friends with a car salesperson. <laughs> that's just that's just never, uh, never been a thought in someone's mind. Right. So uh, I really believe that um, if we if we take a different view and we say, hey, my goal is to serve people and help them get, you know, everything that they want and do my very best to help that, them accomplish that goal. Um, if we make that our number one focus is caring about the, the 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 person across from us first, then ultimately our actions will follow that, 
and we're going to deliver a great experience for those people. And we're, we're going to ultimately get the sale if, if it's possible to get it right. If the product is right, if the, if the money works, uh, then we're going to, we're going to be able to find something that where everybody wins. So we got to put that other person first. So I, I'm going to throw out a quote here. Trying to be competitive is absolutely ridiculous in today's economy. So that's your quote. So I, I'm sure our our young sales professionals would love to know a little bit more about what that means to you. Well, I, I hear a lot of salespeople talking about <clears throat> in their mind, they think a, a good thing to say to a customer or a good good thing to communicate is, you know, hey, we're going to be competitive. We're going to we're, you know, we're going to be competitive. We want to be competitive for your business. And here's the reality. You don't ever see, uh, you know, two football teams on a field go, man, I hope it's a good competition today. They go out there and they go, Hey, I hope we're victorious. Right. You don't see two people get in the octagon and the ultimate and the UFC and, and, and go, man, I hope that this is a competitive fight. Right. Uh, and you don't see two friends, going to the movies saying, Hey, I hope this is a competitive experience for who gets the best, best experience here. Um, I laugh because when people are in sales and, and they talk to consumers about being competitive or, or they think about their competition and say, we want to be competitive in the marketplace. I just think that's silly. Uh, when you're thinking about other, other businesses, right? Like if you sell, let's say you sell snowmobiles, if there's another snowmobile business in town, you don't want to compete with them. You want to crush them. You want to be so good that they're begging you to buy their franchise so they can just get out of the business because you're dominating so hard. So I think when you look at it from the perspective of competing businesses, you don't want to compete with them. You want to, you want to dominate them. You want to crush them. Now, the, while that may sound very aggressive, you do that by serving the consumer better than anybody else. And when you're talking to a consumer, think about it from your perspective, Tim. If you're going into, let's say, to buy a brand new vehicle and you said, I want your very best price. And the salesperson says, well, we'll be sure that we're competitive with everybody else in town. Well, that doesn't instill confidence, does it? It's like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, so the prices are going to be similar. Maybe I'll go there and see if it's a little better or if the experience is a little bit better. But when somebody comes in to deal with me, for example, and I say, here are a couple of things you need to know right from the beginning, I'm going to give you all the information you need to be able to make a well-informed decision. That's something I learned from my friend Grant, friend Grant Cardone years ago, is to let them know what they're going to get. I'm going to give you all the info you need to make a well-informed decision. I'm going to give you everything that you need. And I'm confident that there's nobody else in this space that is going to give you a better deal and give you such a great experience. So you can shop everywhere you want, but nothing is going to compare to what I'm going to do for you today. And I think to a consumer, that type of confidence speaks volumes. Now, will they still maybe shop you? Possibly. But if they do, they're going to go there. And if, if the stage is set properly, like I always tell people, if they tell me, hey, you know, well, I'm, I'm looking at so-and-so and so-and-so, for example, we do websites in Spanish. And people say, well, I'm looking at this person and this person. I go, listen, you don't, don't tell me what they quoted you. It doesn't matter. Wouldn't be fair to them anyway. Let me show you what we've got and why we're better than everybody else. If you like it, I'd encourage you to hook up with us. If you don't like it, you can always go back to the other guys. Is that fair? And the funny thing is, if they haven't spoken to that competitor yet, if you give them a great experience and they say, hey, I'm still going to go shop, then you can ask them, just do me one favor. Ask them to do everything for you the same way I did. Ask them to show you their products and give you their price before you tell them mine. And see if right out of the gate, 
they take care of you properly. If they don't, if they start and want to do the whole back and forth game, I think that'll be a sign for you who want to earn your business and do it the right way. And you'd, you'd be surprised how many people will go and shop somewhere. And, and the first thing the other person does is, well, what was the price there? Or uh, they started at a really high price so they can negotiate. And it sours the taste for that customer. And they come back and go, you know what? I appreciate you being straight up. Let's do business. So I, I think being trying to be competitive is stupid. I think we need to try and dominate our space. We need to be the very best in our space and not leave room for anyone to compete with us. That's that's my opinion on that. Wow, thank you for that. That was fantastic. Um, so, Matt, thanks so much for taking the time uh, today to share your insights and thoughts with us. I know that our audience will will find value from this for sure. So, thank you very much for spending the time with us today. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity. I really loved being a part of it, Tim. So, thank you for that. And thank you to our listeners. This has been the Leadership Podcast brought to you by the CPSA. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Leadership Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association.